1: Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of Ausbiz. Our goal at Ausbiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo
0: Studios, the AusBiz Cov is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. It is the 31st of March, final day are. of the March. <laughs> uh, this is the COB Podcast. I'm Nadine Blaney here with Annette Beecher. How was your day, Annette? It was a pretty busy one. Again, lots of
1: interviews, lots of uh, volatility in the markets, but, geez, it was nice to end the day on a positive note for a change.
0: Green and gold day here for the Australian market. So we've seen it, uh, the XJO at least, hit a five-week high, closing up pretty close to three-quarters of 1%, just slightly above. And not only that, but we outperformed the region for the first time in uh, I can't even remember when. It's been a while. The gold names, though, they were the one weak spot, but I don't think there's a lot to complain about. Uh, the Chix 200 up by more than 1%.
1: Maybe helped by a bit of a containment of the Brisbane quarantine. Like it, it wasn't extended bad news. You do wonder how it may have panned out had it have spread. And worse, the lockdown extended throughout Easter would not have been welcomed by the markets either. So maybe we dodged a bullet with that one.
0: And it's the end of the month, end of the quarter. And because of that, lots of people are talking about window dressing, saying that sometimes you can't trust the moves that are made on the final day of the quarter. So throw that into the mix. Uh, In the United States tonight, we get a read on the private sector in terms of jobs. Now, this is the ADP read. We always talk about it as not being. Mm. You know, you can't trust it in terms of the non-farm report on Friday. It's not
1: a one-to-one correlation. And indeed, sometimes even the direction isn't right. But on a slow news day, markets can move. The market is looking for over half a million jobs. So, if we get an upside surprise there, whether the pointy heads say it doesn't count the markets will upscale their expectations for Friday's payrolls whether
0: you know you should or not. And of course markets aren't trading when the U.S. non-farm payroll report comes through so that'll be an interesting one. The bond
1: market has a half day
0: yeah, and, true. The,
1: and the equity market is not open. So, the, the fixed income market does get to react to that data. It drops 8.30 uh, for the bond market, but then the bond market shuts at lunch. And, of course, they trade Monday, uh, but we'll, we would have had four days to completely forget about it. So, <laughs> let's see what the number is before we uh, look ahead to uh, Tuesday's trading.
0: Two... Uh, interviews on ETFs in our newsletter today and accessible via the show notes as well. And one ETF is talking about crypto and blockchain. Have I dropped in enough buzzwords yet to make (laughs) you click on that link to listen for a bit of a tip in terms of an ETF that Mohit uh, is interested in? That is Mohit Bata, who is the director of ETF Trading Solutions in Walbach-Beth Capital. Interesting that. Okay, so that's a couple of those interviews you might want to listen to via the links in the show notes. We had Fonterra as the stock of the day, bit of a bit of a left of centre pick, but always worth having a chat about. Kashi spoke with Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial and Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities. Here's what they had to say. I
1: mean, it seems like a very resilient business. Yep. Uh, you know, in exporting their milk products. I mean, obviously it's a staple and it's um, still demanded. The risk from this point is, you know, if they don't continue to see this sort of growth from China, I think as a business, yep. you know, growth will just be slow. Just, it's not one I'd hold, but as a business, it looks like right. it should be okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frontera is actually, I think the biggest company in New Zealand yeah. um, and it's owned by 11,000 co-op farmers. Um, this particular vehicle gives Australian investors access to that business. Um, so I'm not sure about the liquidity of it. it doesn't look too liquid, um, but it does give you exposure to that um, dairy theme explosion into China with demand yep. increasing. Um, but it's definitely a pure exposure to the dairy industry, But just like with every agribusiness, and particularly <laughs> in dairy, it is very cyclical, and yeah. there are so many different variables at play currency, farm gate milk prices, demand volumes, et cetera. So for right. me, for me, it's a no-go.
0: So that is not a highly recommended uh, area of the market to put your money in. Of course, pretty liquid. It's a shareholder fund, and Fonterra's chart. To your point, not looking crash hot when you consider how high milk prices are. Yeah, we've actually had a, a record
1: season uh, in terms of dairy prices. So I'm not sure what's uh, what's going on there, but it, but from a macro perspective, the dairy sector is doing great guns over across the ditch.
0: Speaking of across the ditch, uh, banks there will be able to pay out dividends once again. Uh, the economic data that we got here, that's a bit of a segue um, today, Annette, what did you make of it?
1: It's a, it's a surprise but not a surprise uh, because the home builder was such a popular policy. It was supposed to expire $25,000 at the end of December. It was extended to March. It's been reflected in the real data and today was another example of that with private house approvals up 15%. Month on month, the analysts out there were only looking for five. And a notorious uh, data print is apartment approvals, but that compounded today's sticker shock result, 45% jump in apartment approvals. So the policy is working. uh, And of course, you would dare say maybe this is bringing forward activity and we could see some nasty numbers on the other side. But the point being, these are pipeline of approvals. It means construction and construction takes months. So this will give the delivered shot to GDP that we need outside
0: of consumer spending. And uh, what about the private sector credit data? Because that, that the business component was pretty meh.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It it, it had some, some good side, but we already know that house uh, – sorry, you're unoccupied. Housing credit is ticking along 0.6 in the month. Uh, investors not really joining the party as yet and neither are businesses, businesses – Uh, are not going to the bank for loans. Although when we are speaking to some of the smaller businesses, uh, it's actually cheaper to raise equity than it is to go to the bank. So there could be an element of that. But anyway, it is a bit of a missing puzzle piece for the RBA. They
0: would like the companies to get out there and borrow and spend. And they've incentivized them to do so, but just uh, not coming home to roost just yet anyways. All right, well, tonight we've talked about what's due. Uh, tomorrow we've got more economic data here in Australia as well.
1: We do. We've got our own Aussie PMIs coming out. We do have February data of which we've seen the preliminary. For example, we've seen preliminary February retail sales down 1.1. Of course, the lockdown uh, was crucial to that number being weak and trade balance where we saw a super jump uh, in those bulk exports. So we won't get new news out of that. We shouldn't really get new news out of um, March house prices either. You can track the daily number uh, through CoreLogic, but it will start with a three. So it'll be three point something percent uh, in the month. So that'll get all of us yet again talking about how strong house prices are, not only in the capital cities, but in the regions as well.
0: Okay, we will see what happens on the U.S. Uh, stage tonight in terms of equities, and we'll be speaking about that with Brad Gr- Gert Gatsworth, sorry, chief technology strategist at Wedbush Securities. We'll also be speaking with Anthony Doyle from Fidelity and Robert Thompson from RBC Capital Markets. That's you at the big picture, eleven thirty a.m. I'll, there'll be lots to discuss there, yes, hey? sure will. Yeah, <laughs> Lindsay Partridge. So Brickworks was out with the r- results last week, I think it was, and um, he's made some time to catch up with us, so we can talk big trends not only here but in the U.S. with Lindsay Partridge. And uh, we'll round out the day tomorrow with Fraser McLeod from Sean Partners. He will give us, no doubt, some something to love out there in equity land i know that's what you guys all listening mm. love to get as well so listen we are going to keep it short but sweet today uh thanks for watching thanks for listening thanks for reading the cob and ausbiz throughout this past uh well nine months or so uh, well, i should say the whole year really whole we've year. been on air right. for a year as of today um yeah, thank you, and uh, we look to bringing you plenty more. Yep, tomorrow. tomorrow, April one. Yeah, April Fool's Day as well. Let's
1: read the papers to see if they slip through some fun topics. Although some of the news is so crazy these days, we may yeah, not know if, they're know if an April Fool's, Fool's yeah. joke or yeah. not.
0: Okay, <laughs> see you in Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts?